Welcome to The Spiritual Awakener, where you'll hear everyday people's stories of their awakening moments that led them to work with you, the collective. Now here's your host, Susan Kennard. Hi, I'm Susan Kennard and welcome to The Spiritual Awakener. This is a podcast where you're going to hear incredible stories from people where they've either had a turning point in their life or they've had something that has awakened them within to let them know that they were so much more than this mind and this body and that they had this incredible soul within them and how they now help the collective and serve. I can't wait to hear my next guest story. I've heard a little bit of it because I met her last September at the New Media Summit in San Diego. So Emerald, welcome to the Spiritual Awakener podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Susan. It's my pleasure to be here. Great. And you're known as Emerald Peaceful Green Forest. What a beautiful name. It says it all. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I think it does. And I'm, I'm, I'm working my way into living into it. <laughs> yeah. Owning the energy of it. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So Emerald, what do you think is something that you'd like to share the audience with about either a turning point or something that really, really was pivotal for you that you think about really changed you? Well, so Susan, I have had multiple spiritual awakenings. So I think for the purpose of this particular conversation, Mm. I really want to meet the people who are listening where they're at. And those are probably people who are perhaps at the very beginning of their spiritual awakening journey, because I think that's probably going to be of highest service. So back in 2001, I had my first spiritual awakening. And I was in a period in my life where my family had been in crisis for three years. Mm -hmm. My son had been sexually assaulted in daycare when he was three years old in 1999. Mm -hmm. And so we, we had been going, navigating through uh, helping him with that crisis. And then, of course, the rupture that it causes in the family. Okay. And so in 2001, I I was in a space where my marriage was falling apart. And okay. so I went into this this time in my life where I knew that I couldn't keep going the way things were going, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what the next iteration was. And I was very conditioned at that time to believe that my marriage vows were forever. Like that was my belief system, right? Mm -hmm. And so during the course of 2001, in that in that summer period, I I was in what I like to call the I don't know zone Mm -hmm. for the first time in my life because I was somebody for most of my life, one of my coping mechanisms, because my parents, my dad was a raging alcoholic and my mom probably had some kind of mental health issue, probably borderline personality disorder or something mm-hmm. along those lines. And, you know, they, they had a codependent relationship. It was, it was a childhood that no child should have to live through. Um, so my coping mechanism was to, to know, like, I know what to do. I yeah. know what mm-hmm. to do, right? And so during the summer, I was in this space of, I don't know. I just don't know what to do. And it was the first time in my life that I was literally in what we can call now the unknown. Yeah. I was in the unknown. 
which for people listening is, is a scary place to be in. At the moment, we're recording on, on the 8th of April, 2020. And the environment at the moment, many people feel like that, don't they? Absolutely. They feel, we, and, you know, the truth is we're always in the unknown, ah, Susan. Yeah, and absolutely. we like to think that we have, we have our, all our ducks in a row. We like to think ah. that, right? <laughs> we do like to think that. Well, anyway, so I started a yoga practice that spring. So that was instrumental for me. Mm. The yoga practice was instrumental for me in starting to get into my body and also get connected with my emotions and also mm. navigate this unknown period. And so in August of that year, I had started yoga in May. In August of that year, our yoga teacher took us out to the park on a beautiful Sunday to do a yoga class in the park. Mm. And I was lying on the ground in final Shavasana next yeah. to this big tree. And all of a sudden my third eye burst open wow. and I could see angels and golden orbs going up and down this golden white staircase in my Incredible. third eye vision. Mm. And when I sat up and opened my physical eyes, mm. everyone in the park was a golden white orb of light. Wow. And that was how I could, I was seeing with my physical eyes, everyone was a golden white orb of light. And, and I, you know, got up and I was like, oh my God, something has, you know, massively shifted here. Right. <laughs> and for at least two hours that lasted. And, and I remember like driving down the road and mm -hmm. seeing golden orbs of light in the cars and asking myself, am I going to be seeing like this forever? Yeah. <laughs> like, like what happened? <laughs> like what happened? Was some spiritual awakening, yeah. right? Yeah. So that was my, what I will call my first spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the interesting thing was, Susan, that I couldn't deny the experience that I was having but I had never heard of anything like that. I had no context with, within which to navigate other than, thank God, I was in yoga. So at least there was a, a bit of a framework there that, yes. um, you know, there was some spiritual framework there for me. Well, you understood but, that you were so, like you were connecting on a mind, body and soul level, right? Correct. Mm. But there was a lot of time in that, that period of time after that happened, mm. there was a lot of time where I questioned whether I had lost my mind, you know, <laughs> I really mm. did question whether I had lost my mind. And, and it, frankly, and I did. I did. That, really. I did lose my mind. I, I lost my mind see. to find my soul. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I love that because if anyone's listening and they, they've had a sort of a, I'm sure I haven't heard anyone has had an experience like that. But what I was really interested in there is I talked to my children about how when you look out, really all these people you're seeing in the cars and out are exactly the same as you and we are all this beam of light and we are all this beautiful beam of light and really everyone's the same. And so they've been brought up knowing, not that they see it necessarily, but they've been brought up knowing that we are all one. So you were really being given that sense, I mean really being given that sense that we are all one. Right. Exactly. And we're all golden white orbs of light, too, which is pretty <laughs> exciting. Yeah. So that was that was the very first spiritual awakening. And subsequent to that, I've had multiple, you know, additional layers beyond that. But I would have to say that, yeah, I think that was the, the so most after that? touching. That was the most touching one. Life would never be the same. Right? No, life would never be yeah. the same. <laughs> 
Yeah. So that happened in the beginning of August. And by September 9th, the day after my son's birthday, I finally knew what I was going to do in terms of my marriage. I knew. So I had been in this unknown for mm. the whole summer. And, and September 9th, I woke up that morning and I knew. And uh, how long was, after? Just, I'm just thinking probably about a month. Listening. Yeah. So people listening, you know, if you are in this situation where you're in that unknown and you might be in a relationship or you might be thinking about what's happening in the world or within your families, when you come home to that part of you that has all the answers, the answer is always there and it's always been there. It's just, you just didn't know the answer and it didn't come out of your mouth or it didn't come out in your experience. And that's really what you were talking about, aren't you? It's like exactly. you kind of always knew, you just didn't know consciously in that moment. Well, and I also wasn't, I, I also was conditioned to yes. believe that I needed to stay in this marriage. And yeah. so ultimately what happened when I had the spiritual awakening was I got connected with my authentic soul self, my yeah. genuine soul self, which has more power than any conditioning, right? And has the power to literally crack through the conditioning. So it's, it's almost like you can see it as the conditioning is like an eggshell around mm -hmm. the golden the golden egg that's in the center, right? <laughs> and, and so the conditioning got cracked. And when the conditioning got cracked, then the power of your own authentic being yeah. begins to operate. And when Absolutely. that begins to operate, it's, it's offensive to your soul to stay in the conditioning. Mm -hmm. So about a year after I filed for divorce, I got clear that I needed to leave the business that I was in. Mm -hmm. I was in the real estate business. And yeah. um, wow. at the time that I left, I had been in a partnership with two partners. We had built 51 single family houses, 56 apartments and an office building. I was the national mm -hmm. chairperson of my trade association. And all of this other stuff was going on at the same time. The thing with my son, the spiritual mm -hmm. awakening, the divorce, like, like it was like, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, right? Ask and a so, busy woman, right? Whew, yeah, crazy. Or even a wickedly smart one. Yeah. And so <laughs> by the end of the next year, I knew I needed to leave my business partnership or I literally was going to die. I, I could feel mm. I was going to die. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. And were you, because obviously my guides are talking to me at the same time as your guides are talking to you. And what I'm feeling I want to ask you is, was it, was it very tiring? You know, when you're in, you know, when you're in a situation, when you're in a relationship that isn't a vibrational match to you anymore or a work situation that isn't a match to you, it can be quite tiring, can't it? Because you're kind of tired of that energy. Well, you was. don't actually realize it. I didn't realize it until yeah. I left. So yeah. when the, the marriage split up, Mm. Oh my God, the feeling of relief when he was not in the house anymore was so immense. You know, it was like I was still doing all the things that I had been doing before. You know, I was taking care of the laundry and I was yes. doing the cooking and I was supporting the household financially and I was taking care of the child. I was still doing all the things. Yes. But it literally was like I lost 165 pounds because. Yes. He weighed about 165 pounds <laughs> <laughs> With it on your shoulders. <laughs> I lost a hundred yeah. and I felt great. I was yeah. like, Oh my God, I feel so amazing because, but I didn't realize how 
yeah, draining and and how much I was carrying energetically in that relationship. Holding it together as well. Exactly. You know, like holding it together. And I think at this time of big change that we're going through, this transformation, people are having to stop. And as we're stopping, I'm hearing people say, oh my God, I didn't realize how much I need to sleep right? People are sleeping so much. And I think, you know, definitely it's because people have been working so hard, lots of people anyway. Well, and so hard out of alignment. Yes. Right. So, so hard under conditioning, so hard out of fear, so working so hard out of Uh, expectations that their parents put on them or society put on them or Mm. their wife or their husband put on them or whatever. You know, people who are exhausted are getting healing right now if they're sleeping. So that's good. good. And they're also getting awakened. They're really getting awakened to what do do they value? What Mm. is of value in this world? And what is extraneous? What is essential? Like Mm -hmm. what's essential? The grocery store workers are essential, right? Toilet paper. (laughs) And and what's fascinating is everything that we are seeing that's essential, it's literally like the sun is now shining on the dark, deep places that we ignore or we have been ignoring up until now that are actually the fabric that keeps everything running Mm -hmm. and is the lowest paid. Yeah. 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 Definitely is here in the UK. And whereabouts are you, Emerald? New Hampshire, which is uh, Hampshire. on the east coast of New, New England, the yeah. New England area, uh, just north of Boston. Just north of Boston. But wherever you are in the world, you're awakening, right? And even if you know you feel that it's fearful and it's difficult, there's definitely a massive awakening happening. And the sun here in the UK, now this is unusual, okay? Might not be where you are, but we have had so much sun it's 22 degrees today. That for us is positively a heat wave, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not used to it being that temperature. And I think the sun, after you just said that, I really think the light coast from the sun are coming in to shine the light. Absolutely. And we don't normally have this kind of weather at this time of the year in, yeah. in spring. It's well, normally much colder. A lot of people are uh, are awakening and the collective impetus is towards evolution right now and the sun of course is streaming codes in to us for sure speaking of codes one of the things that uh, happened for me so one thing that you asked at the beginning was like how does this all relate to how i'm functioning now and serving the collective now absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. so what ended up happening for me was i did leave real estate i ended up becoming a crystal healer i told my business partner i'm leaving to be a crystal healer and i had never even had one he was like what is that you know what do you what do you He, he his jaw dropped and and he looked at me like i had three heads and and i had no idea what i was saying or what i was doing but that's what wow. ultimately ended up happening was I became yeah. a, a crystal healer and then I became a speaker and I became a, an author and a performer and a, now I'm a podcast host. I've just uh, put out a brand new book and I'm also an artist. And so literally what happened after I had my awakening, Susan, yeah. is all of these latent, unknown to my conscious mind, yes. untapped gifts suddenly popped like popcorn, like yeah. my artist, and my they healer, were always there, things. weren't they? Mm-hmm. They always. were always there, but 
they were always there, like almost laying dormant, ready for that moment when it was the key time for you to step into that power and that empowerment that you always had there. Right. Exactly. And I think what's happening right now collectively Mm. is all Mm. of this light is being shined on people. Yes. That are now going to pop open just like I did. I mean, I can't imagine why somebody who is suddenly working from home or suddenly, you know, not working at all for a while and now has the time and space to sleep and to heal and to see and to be activated. I can't imagine that we're not going to have a massive flourishing of people who suddenly have all of their gifts starting to express. And so that's so one of the things it. I'm here to help people with as they're going through that transit to yeah. really get clear on, not everybody is going to work with me, but people who are really called to be messengers, people yeah. who are really called to bring a new vision into the world. Yeah. People who are really called to anchor in a higher level of consciousness in any industry. Yes. Um, People who are here to build and create new industries or to facilitate the dissolution of the old field of uh, the industrial field. Those are my people. That's, that's incredible. So that's a huge breadth isn't it that you're being of service to and that's kind of how it happens you know people will find you in my opinion because they'll be the vibrational match to you or you will then go oh actually I'm not the right person this person's the right person for you and that's what I think so beautiful about the work that we do when we have opened up that part of us that is that conscious being that is out in the world in service and it's not like there are five people that do the same no one is the same ever, are they? They have Correct. their own vibrational match and that's exactly what matches to their cycle. So, so tell us about your podcast. Tell us about the names of your podcast. Talk to us about podcasts. Sure. Well, before we do the podcast, I want to just follow up on this calling piece mm-hmm. because uh, I, I really want to emphasize that if you are called, yeah, It's because there are gifts within you that are meant to be expressed, number one. But number two, the other part of the calling is it's the prayers of people who have the exact problem that you're here to solve or the exact desire that you are here to fulfill. And their prayers are literally strumming your heartstrings. And so there's always that perfect match. And even if you and I did the exact same thing, you're going to have your people and I'm going to have my people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So the podcasts. So I have yeah. two podcasts right now and I have a third in the cauldron. Oh. Um, the first podcast I launched in 2018, it's called Men on Purpose Podcast. It's downloading in 97 countries right now and was number 41 in marketing last month in the US and on Apple. And that podcast was launched out of a major rite of passage in my life where I became clear that I had been in a lot of relationships, like all the relationships I had had with men were either abusive, addicted, or I felt alienated. And so mm. the guides, the upstairs team, mm-hmm. I call them the upstairs, upstairs team, team so do I. Um, said, hey, do a podcast. So I was like, <laughs> okay, about men. I was like, why? And so, uh, so, but I say yes, when I get guidance from the upstairs team, I say yes. <laughs> 
And so I started this podcast and it became a healing journey for me. It's literally has healed all of the, the issues that I had with men. And so then last September, I got clear that it was time to start Wickedly Smart Women podcast. So I, over the years, I've served people all over the world, both yeah. men and women, but it used to be primarily women. And yeah. then the Men on Purpose podcast showed up to do this healing. And so a lot of men started working with me. And so I'd spent a couple years just focused on the men stuff. Yeah. And then the women showed up again and it was like, okay, well now I'm going to do a podcast called Wickedly Smart Women. And we launched that in September and went to number 75 within four days. So when I, so when I met you in September, you just launched it. You that know, I'm day. on your podcast in May, right? Yes, <laughs> I that, can't day. that day, <laughs> that day, like wow. that day at the New Media Summit, the 18th of September, we launched, um, oh, we launched Wickedly incredible. Smart Women. And within oh. four days, we were number 75 in, um, entrepreneurship in the US. So. Oh, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. I love that. I can't wait to be on that. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited um, for you to be on that too. Yeah. <laughs> so also tell us about your book. Yeah. So I just, um, I, I wrote this book back in 2013 and it was under a different title and uh, I hated it. <laughs> yeah. And this, this, uh, this winter, the upstairs team said, get the book out and redo it. So I repurposed the book and I put the new cover on it and I launched it in March, just a few weeks ago. It's called What did, what did you call it? What did you it's call called it? Be Heard by Millions, Be Heard by Millions and Live Your Destiny. Be Heard by Millions and Live Your Destiny. And it is the uh, seven steps that I took to literally be heard by millions of people around the world and serve the collective. And I launched the book. Here's a great business strategy for you, Susan. Launch your book at the beginning of a global pandemic and uh, shut down, and it will instantly become number one on business consulting new releases. <laughs> well, literally, I, I finished channeling mine. I spoke about it in the new media just now in March, didn't I? And I finished channeling mine, and it literally is with the editor now. Yeah. And the deadline is the end of April. So I'm, yeah, I'm on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I, I was very fortunate that the yeah. book, as soon as I put it on Amazon, it hit number one new releases in business consulting uh -huh. and number one in new releases in home-based business as well. So, How so exciting. yeah. How it's exciting. How exciting. Very exciting. And that's when you know you're in alignment with your mission, right? When the doors open and it's just ease and grace. I call it butter melting on hot toast. Oh, I love that. That's a great analogy. So everyone can imagine that, you know, hot toast with butter on the yeah. top of it, melting in or crumpets. Do you have crumpets in the US? Uh, sometimes I make crumpets. My, oh. <laughs> my, uh, my lineage is British, so. Oh, you get it right. So you know what crumpets are, yeah? I do, I do. But yeah, uh, yeah I like the analogy of butter melting on hot toast. Yeah. When it's coming together like that, you know you're in divine alignment. And when, when it's yeah. grinding, when it feels like it's pushing or hot, if there's a lot of heat and friction and yeah. difficulty, then you're probably not in alignment. And you either need to wait a minute. You know, sometimes we just need to be patient. Sometimes we need to just mm -hmm. cultivate patience and stop pushing. Sometimes we need to change direction. So, you know. Do you believe right in divine, the divine order? Do you believe oh, in that? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. No Anything. doubt about it. No doubt about it. And, and the biggest, you know, hurdle is surrendering our own will. Mm. Say that again. So, so the biggest yeah. hurdle is surrendering our own will. Yeah. And 
what I'm getting right now, Susan, is our will, our authentic will, mm. is to be in alignment with divine order. Yes. Our conditioned will mm. has been harnessed to force us to be using our life force for stuff that's not necessarily in service to our highest good or the highest good of all. So I want to be really clear. Mm. The biggest hurdle is surrendering your conditioned will. And it makes sense because, and it, it goes right back to the top of this conversation where you said about you wanted to know where everything was, how everything was going to work out. And that, you know, that was that sense of feeling safe, wasn't it? You know, mm. when, when we feel, when we feel that everything is in order, then it, we feel safe. But actually when we can just surrender to divine order rather than our own order, mm-hmm. then we can just listen. And I find it's just like, oh, does that feel good? Yeah, that feels good. Yeah, if that doesn't feel good, then I don't do it, you know? And it's, it's that kind of thing, isn't it? You just have to really go within. But Absolutely. Go within, you have to really find that bit of peace. Mm-hmm. And when your head is going and a lot of people like think a lot and they go into their heads and you have to really come into that heart don't you well you're using the magic word which is feeling so one of the things that conditioning does is it it actually disconnects you from your capacity to authentically feel and Mm -hmm. so for me back at the beginning of this story when i was talking Mm -hmm. about my initial awakening the yoga practice actually started to open up my feeling body and once your feeling body is open then you can be guided through connecting with how it feels and yeah. if it feels good and if it doesn't feel good but if if you're literally in your body only up to your chin right and all the rest of this is cut off and you're only in your head, then you have no, no capacity to connect to how you actually feel. So yeah. Um, yeah, opening up your capacity to feel is essential to being able to be really truly guided divinely and to be able to surrender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of those feelings that you haven't felt have to then be processed too. <laughs> Yeah, we've all done that. <laughs> you got to clean out the pipes so that you can actually be attuned properly. And, and I think it's always tweaking as well. I think, you know, you might, might do some deep work and there might be some people listening here who have done quite a lot of work on themselves, which is amazing. But I always find, you know, I've, I've done this work for nearly 30 years and I think there's always a tweak. You know, there's always something that comes up and you're like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder what I need to do to tweak that just a little Mm. bit more. And I find that fascinating that we never, ever get it done, right? Well, yeah, because when we're done, we're done. Yeah, absolutely. Why are are we here? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Why are we here? We'd be bored. (laughs) I mean, I mean, that's, so I'm just saying that it's funny because I'm getting guidance right now from the upstairs team. Um, I am saying that that has been the case up until now. Yes. We are now at a point of possibility. Mm. We're always at the point of possibility where anything is possible, but there is a huge energetic impulse right now to explore the outer edges of possibility. Yeah. So that invitation here is perhaps 
you know, we can be done with those tweaks. Yeah. I mean, that's a possibility. Mm, I, lo- I love the It's idea. a possibility that we could be yeah. done with the tweaks and just be always flowing. And you so know. that goes back to, you know, really heaven on earth, right? So if we think of it as, you know, that that's just come from my team upstairs. I call them that as well. How funny you do. And, you know, it's like, it is living the heaven on earth. And I find that when we're in alignment with receiving and giving and our divine feminine and masculine. And so I think when we're in that kind of divine receiving and giving, we really are living that heaven on earth. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So let's tell everybody how they can get hold of you. Obviously, we've said that throughout this conversation, but I want you just to give your website and your podcast names again and how and whatever else you want to share. Sure. Yeah. So you can find me at thewealthylifementor.com, thewealthylifementor.com. You might be interested in taking my quiz there. You just click on the quiz and it will give you your wealth readiness score. We didn't talk about the wealthy stuff, but that's okay. For me, wealth is more than just money. It's a it's the sum total of all of the resources that we have available to us, including our resources from our upstairs team, our intuitive resources. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so you can go to the Wealthy Life Mentor. If you feel like taking the quiz, take the quiz and find out what your wealth readiness score is. My book, Be Heard by Millions and Live Your Destiny, is now on Amazon, number one new release in business consulting. Yay. <laughs> and, uh, and certainly tune into the Wickedly Smart Women podcast and the Men on Purpose podcast and keep your eyes and ears peeled because another podcast is in the cauldron. Are you going to say the name of it or not? It's, in, it's not just, yet. It's just not there. yet because I actually now have two of them. So I'm not sure which one's going to be first. <laughs> two more. Hold it. Hold it in your hands and just... Which one feels right? <laughs> yeah. Well, they'll probably both happen, but I don't know when. So yeah. right now, right now I'm in a process with uh, Men on Purpose podcast yeah. that I'm in a, a process of actually transferring that to somebody else to okay. be the new mm-hmm. steward of that. Mm-hmm. So I want to make it through that process. Yeah. And then... And that's like birthing a new baby. It's kind correct. of the way I see it. It's almost like I'm handing that one over because it's old enough to go out on its own way. This is what I kind of get. And exactly. the birthing of a new baby. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, I really exactly. love that. I feel like books are that. I, I feel like books are held within us and then they're birthed out into the collective, into the universe. You know, exactly. so then there's another space for something else to be created, really, that's already exactly. there. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. And and part of being awake is to recognize that you are an infinite creator and you have the capacity to create anything that you desire. Heaven on earth, yeah. books, podcasts, songs, pieces of art. You have the power to create a business that's exactly. profitable and makes you happy and fulfilled. You have the power to create magical, amazing right relationships with colleagues like yourself, Susan. Thank you so much for being <laughs> on my on my radar screen and in my world. Yeah, we have the power to create our our own reality. And so let's be mindful with the power that is being unleashed right now. Yeah. There's a lot of power being unleashed right now that can be directed and channeled in the direction of heaven on earth. So let's stay focused that. on that mission. Yeah, stay focused, stay listening to your heart, stay listening to what you feel is right for you. 
maybe you don't watch the news as much as you might used to have done and just really come into your own knowing and your own sense of what's right for you. Thank you, Emerald. Thank you so much for being here on The Spiritual Awakener. So if you have a turning point or a spiritual awakening story that you'd like to share with me and my listeners, I'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like to hear how I spiritually awakened, I had a visitation in the night, which led to my awakening story, then please go to episode one where you can hear all about that. Thank you so much for joining me. Find me on susankennard.co.uk. And until the next time, you are loved. Thanks for listening to The Spiritual Awakener and being a part of our conversation. If you've enjoyed the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get great information at susankennard.co.uk.